Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Dear Ladies Podcast. I'm your host today, Christina, and I'm joined by my fellow podcast host, Erica. And we have some very special guests today that I cannot wait to introduce you to. We're here with uh, Melissa and Michelle from the Women's International Beer Summit, and we are so excited to have you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. So just a reminder to our listeners, please remember to follow us on YouTube, check us out on Spotify and all of the other fun places where you can find podcasts. And it is time, my friends, for our perennial question. What are you drinking? So Erica, I'm going to start with you. What are you drinking today? Hey, um, no surprise to our listeners. It's from Whiplash Beer, where I work. Um, And this is our rollover session IPA. And I'm just showing the camera uh, the artwork. And it's a sort of collage of purple, yellow, orange, and aqua. And it has black and white um, people on it. What kind of beer is it, Erica? It's a session IPA. It's a session IPA. And what are you drinking, Melissa? Well, just for this occasion, and it is uh, a little early over here in the U.S. and California, but I went ahead and opened up a fruit cake from Crux Fermentation, which is a brown ale that's barrel aged with some Bretomyces in it. And then I just happened to have a glass from the very same brewery from Crux. And so that's what I have. It's out of Bend, Oregon. Sorry about that. (laughs) I can add that too. It sounds lovely. Um, I'm excited. When, when do we get to drink? <laughs> no, no. Well, there you go. <laughs> and I, I think you said there was some wax and a, a cork mm-hmm. involved. There and, was, there uh, was. It was, yeah, the, the peer pressure got me with Christina and with Erica. And so I thought, <laughs> oh, well, I should probably go grab me a beer as well. And that seemed like a good breakfast beer. And it's, um, it was a wax top and then also had a cork in it. So, yep. Nice. Nice, nice. satisfying little pop this morning. Yes. <laughs> I love that sound. <laughs> Right. So, Michelle, what are you drinking? Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm coming to you from Portland, Oregon. And uh, as Melissa said, it's 8 a.m. I've got a big day of beer drinking ahead of me. So in homage to the beer I'll be pouring at the festival, a homebrew I made, I went ahead and uh, 
just dosed my coffee a little bit here, made it a little bit Irish. I got a sticker on here from Rogue and also from Freem. Absolutely best brewery in, in Oregon, hands down. Um, so I went ahead and dosed that with a little bit of Cooper Craft bourbon. Um, and it's so it's a little Irish, you know. Um, and it also is an homage to the beer I'm pouring, which has bourbon. It's a bourbon barrel stout. Um, oh, sorry, be- Belgian stout. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be I'll be sharing that with a bunch say. of people later today. <laughs> I wish I was there. That sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Yeah, it's really nice. The fruity esters from that Belgian stout really work in conjunction with the fruity notes from that bourbon. Um, and it really elevates it with a little bit of oak notes. Um, delicious. And the roastiness, of course. I am drinking a Kinnegar American Brown Ale, which is sort of a bit of a classic from Kinnegar. You can't really go wrong with a Kinnegar beer. And it's it's a lovely beer. It's a lovely brown ale. I'm very happy with this as per always. Thank you, Kinnegar, for always making good beer. <laughs> so Dude, a big applause to all the brown ales. That's awesome. Right? Like, we, we like, did not plan this. <laughs> I'm a huge brown ale lover and it's highly underrated. No one makes it because it's not sexy. It's not yeah. cool. Um, so I'm so stoked to see a couple variations here. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, it really is underrated. Very, it's underrated, one of so. our favorite styles on the podcast, and we had an episode nice. about them and two launched that day that we dropped it. So, yeah, there I, I like go. wishing them into existence. Exactly, you guys are absolutely <laughs> manifesting so, what you want. Exactly, exactly. More brown ales, more dark check loggers, please. Yes, please. (laughs) More dark, mild, more, more, yeah, more dark things, please. Uh, uh, Yes. So before we get too far into this, I would like our guests to sort of introduce themselves and how they got into beer and sort of what they do now in in beer, and and how how they yeah how they got started. So Melissa, I'm going to start with you. So can you give us a sort of a brief background on yourself and and how what brought you to beer? Wait till you hear Michelle's story. It's much better than mine. But anyway, (laughs) I started out as uh, well, I'm my current uh, position is a a social worker. But uh, a few years ago, I was uh, I worked at a school where someone who um, is very related, it's just be very related, his daughter in law of the the woman, uh, Judy Ashworth, who basically started the craft beer industry in California. And it was the first one of the first uh, Sacramento beer weeks that was uh, going to be launched. And she basically had this what she called beer Bible, which was this inch thick thing of printed out events that were going to be happening, happening all through that week. And she was trying to convince someone to go with her from from work. And I was like, I'll go, whatever, you know, and I I didn't really have a beer background at that point. And then we went to that uh, first uh, opener for the Sacramento Beer Week, and I was absolutely hooked from the get-go. Just the community that was involved and the beers that were being poured and just, I loved the connections that the people had, even though they're in competition, the way they were connecting with one another and supporting one another was just so astounding to me. And I was Mm -hmm. just immediately drawn in started volunteering in the in the industry at different events and social events and judging events and all of that ended up becoming a beer judge myself I'm a certified beer judge 
And from there, it kind of grew into um, taking larger and larger leadership roles within the industry and, and, and creating events and co-hosting and co-chairing. And then ended up the director of the, the Queen of Beer, which is the one of the oldest, the oldest uh, all-female uh, competition in the United States. And we took it to a national level where we had actual sponsors and scholarships and all of that. And then we had a pandemic. And then we'll start talking about how we created the summit from there. And I'll just let uh, Michelle take it from here. All right, cool. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Um, just want to emphasize how great it is to be on your podcast. Been listening to you all um, for a while. I actually lived out in Dublin for about a year in 1995. After college, I headed over. Um, and, you know, really, I was in a beer before that. You know, I, I went to Cal State Long Beach, um, beach you know, Southern California beach scene. It was all about red stripe, red stripe and reggae, um, you know, but it was the college drinking scene, you know? So actually when I moved to Dublin and Ireland, it really was the first time I was presented with beer as identity, beer as, you know, real social engagement. Like it was very much a bedrock of people's lives and their identities and how they interacted with each other. Um, and I was, super taken in with that you know we were at the pub every night and where I worked even they would <laughs> I, I worked down on Sir John Rogerson's Key uh, at a little print shop and right around the corner was a pub and the manager would come down from his office about 3 p.m and he's like point point who wants point you know and you just put up your hands <laughs> and he would literally come with a glass you know the serving tray of, of pints and start passing around um yeah so then I ended up back in California became a photographer, made my way to San Francisco. The craft beer scene was, was doing pretty good out there then. Um, so I really got into some of the beer bars and, and learning about it there. Um, and then came up to Portland, Oregon in 2013. And that's when it took another step up, you know, because all of a sudden you're looking at menus that have IBUs on them and you're like, what is that? And, you know, so you really get more involved that way as a beer appreciate, you know, I was a beer drinker. I really appreciated it. Um, and then I was a member of like a mug club type of a thing at mm -hmm. a brewery and they were having their Christmas party. And one of the brewers had brewer came over and was chatting with us at the table and was like, yeah, you know, we're so excited. We finally got three women down in the brew house. And I was like, oh, that, that is awesome. And they're like, yeah, it's really great. It's nice to have different perspective on things. And I was at that point trying to transition out of my photography uh, career and business um, and this light bulb just went on over my head when he said that. And I was like, I could do beer. <laughs> I could do that. Uh, so I immediately just started diving into like, what's out there? What do I need to do to learn this? And homebrewing came up as like one of the best ways to really learn beer. And for so sure, I jumped sure. in, man, in January of 2018, just started brewing, joined my local homebrew club like a month later, took the BJCP class that they offered that spring. Um, I started working at the local homebrew shop here in Portland, FH Steinbart, uh, which is one of the oldest homebrew shops in America, founded in 1918, which is pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, they also have a commercial side, so they really fostered the craft beer scene early on here in Portland, um, which is awesome to just be kind of part of that history. Became a beer judge that summer. I took the test when HomebrewCon was here in town and passed it. I couldn't believe it after literally only like six months. Um, and I've been on that journey ever since. I'm on the Cicerone track. 
uh, transition from working at the homebrew shop to a commercial draft company. And that's who I work for now. They're called Perfect Pour Services. Um, so essentially we come in, we do all of the installation of all your fancy beer taps and towers and all the gas lines. And then we go in and clean them regularly. So your beer tastes good, um, which is very, very important. Um, so that's kind of my journey with beer and I absolutely love it. And I'm so stoked to be part of the summit. Now I feel like beer education, beer advocacy, um, and, you know, fundraising and trying to elevate other folks is really something I'm passionate about. And so I'm excited mm-hmm. to have this, this vehicle to help do that. Right. Absolutely. That is really, it's really interesting to hear sort of how you came about it two different ways, but you both ended up uh, doing beer judging, um, which is really interesting. I'm a beer judge. And then of course, Erica works in a brewery. So that's sort of part of our background as well. Um, yeah. So then Melissa, you mentioned that COVID happened and that sort of led to the summit. So do you want to sort of sure. talk about how that happened and what the sure. summit is? Sure. We just, it was so sad. We had all of this momentum going with this. We had turned the queen of beer into this amazing thing and women were so excited about it. And then COVID hit and we couldn't hold the, the comp, the competition. And I didn't Mm -hmm. know what to do about that. And I have uh, several friends in the industry and I was talking to them about it. And we were just like, I was like, we have to do something. I want to create some sort of event where we've got that community and connection again. And, Mm -hmm. and then it just kind of morphed and evolved into this women's international beer summit. And at that point I knew that I was going to need a lot of support in order to make that happen. And so I reached out to my friend, Jen Pollan, who is the director of she brew, which is a, a little bit younger competition, but it's also all female up in uh, Portland, Oregon. And I let her know, I was like, Hey, I need a team for this. And uh, so she gave me Michelle and Crystal and we just, oh my gosh, I'm just so, so thankful for that. And so we have uh, my friend Vicki here, and then we have Crystal and Michelle and we make up the core team. And so we took it from there and created the first annual uh, summit last year. And it was unbelievably amazing what we were able to create together and each of us takes our little piece of it and we all you know it's like I created all the sessions and and I have all the at that point had all the industry connections and so I found all of the the support that way and then uh, my friend Vicky here she was kind of like my my third arm for everything that I couldn't hang on to to try to make it all come together and then we had Michelle who is the the website genius who whatever I could create was nothing without her. And then we also have Crystal who handles all of our um, tech with the uh, Crowdcast, which is our platform that we use Mm -hmm. for this event, because it is basically still virtual, but we're super excited this year that we're going to create watch parties for groups to gather. And so if you have a group, we have it on our website where you can look for information for that, where you can all come together and watch it as a group. And then hopefully next year, we'll be able to launch some actual what we're going to call hubs where people can gather. It's going to always have that virtual piece mm-hmm. just because it's international and there's no way we could bring everyone together mm-hmm. into one spot. So we're kind of excited at the idea of possibly having a, a hub in Ireland where a group of the people from Ireland could gather and we'll have a speaker there. And then over in the UK, we'll have another hub there when, with a speaker there and then all just all over the world. And so I know I'm, I'm getting ahead of what we're going to be talking about, but it's just, it's all so exciting. So, yeah. 
And is it geared towards beer drinkers or women that work in beer or kind of a mixture of both? All of that, all of that. We are reaching out to all female, all non-binary. We're just really all about women and and, and, and the non-binary as far as just, we want them to, we, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself and I'm not, I'm getting too excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> take a drink of beer, take a drink of beer. Right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> When all else fails. Just, I cannot believe what we've created and I'm just so excited about it. And so I start to hyperventilate a little bit when I start talking about it. Uh, the goal of the summit is to inspire and empower and get people to reach for their highest goals and ask them if they're not, why aren't they reaching for them? And we want to look at all of the aspects of the craft fermentation industry. Maybe you're not a brewer. Maybe you're a scientist. Okay, let's look at hop science. Let's look at malt science. Let's look at mm-hmm. yeast science. Or uh, maybe you are really good at sales. Okay, let's look at marketing. Let's look at yeah. you know front of the house. Let, let's look at all of those different people. And so we want to bring all of those people together to speak to our, our audience so that they can say, wow, I didn't know I could do that. That's kind of mm-hmm. cool. And we have one of our speakers is athletic brewing. Her name's Cara Wilson, and she was their head brewer, but now she's off doing something else within athletic that they have a lot of philanthropy going on. And so there's that aspect of it. You could get hired doing that. It's like, there's so many different things. And so, yes. So our speakers are just all across the board. Even last year, it was kind of fun. We had um, one speaker who actually doesn't drink anymore. And she talked about what that's like to be in marketing with, with New Zealand hops as a non-drinker and, and also, you know, promoting those non-alcoholic beers. And so that was really interesting Mm -hmm. as well, kind of telling her story. So, and she'll be with athletic brewing this year as their moderator. So I'm excited because they're non-alcoholic beers. And so I knew she could bring, you know, something to the table for that. And I'm super excited for that talk. So, yeah. And I have a question for Michelle. If someone works in a distillery or with cider, perry, hard kombucha, um, hard seltzers, et cetera, um, would they be welcome to join this community or is it more beer focused? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, we do call it the Beer Summit, um, but, you know, it's represented by the nonprofit we created, which is called the Women's Craft Fermentation Alliance. And we really... Um, and similar to the pink boots, you know, we really want to open it up across. Um, we want diversity in many, many ways, and that includes diversity of industry. Um, so, yeah, we have a distiller um, who's coming on to talk about uh, distilling yeast uh, with Fermentus and talking strictly all about their distilling products um, and how that yeast differs, et cetera. Um, we also have a session by Lee Hedgeman, who is a distiller at a place called Freelance Spirits here in Portland, an all-female owned and operated distillery. Um, and she has her own company called The Barrel Bee, where she actually takes honey. She's a beekeeper. She takes honey and she ages it in spirit barrels um, for a really unique kind of a thing. Um, so she's going to be talking about her products and then also how to put honey in braggots and use honey and make mead and do different projects like that. Um, we are focusing, we are featuring Hannah Ferguson. Um, she's a woman out of Ohio, a black woman who is opening up uh, the dope cidery and winery. Um, she's awesome. She's got the dope brand also. I highly recommend you look it up, but she's the first um, 
black woman to open up a cidery or a winery in Ohio. So we're going to be really excited to hear about her stuff and her, her perspective. And I'm sure all the challenges she's had to overcome, but yeah, in, in answering your question, Erica, it's definitely open across, across all spectrums. Like Melissa said, I mean, we came at this to give something for the female homebrew competition folks out there, something to do, but we were amazed at how many, folks in the industry also participated and really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. I know I've been sharing it amongst my Pink Boots Society group um, and lots of folks that are already in the industry are buying up tickets left and right. So it really does cover lots of different topics and um, all are welcome. And with two full days with sessions running concurrently and everything, um, which are all recorded. So you can always watch them right after or you can watch them up to a year from now. Um, once you're a paid attendee, you have access. Um, but so there's lots of tracks that you can just kind of follow on the live days and then go back and hit the ones you want to catch up on afterwards. I think it's really nice to see something that's so positive and empowering um, after a tough year in the industry last year. So um, oh, yeah. just thank you for creating this and for your focus on education. Thank you. That's very nice to hear. We appreciate it. I'm so, I really, I, I'm making a note to myself. I really want to watch the, the, the talk um, about the honey in the barrel age. Cause I just made a medieval braggot. So I'm really interested oh, in nice. particular nice. about that. Um, yeah. Like sort of, I really, really fascinated about reclaiming these older styles of beer Um especially like the historical versions versus like what's like a commercial braggot is a bit different than a medieval braggot. Um, And just really interesting to see kind of the, the, the progression and and sort of how they've changed. Um, So yeah, it's really interesting. And it's so cool to have such a sort of diversity of speakers as well as topics. Um, Can you, can you talk to us a bit about some of the topics you had last year or some of your favorite topics or, you know, yeah. Highlights. Yeah. Highlights. <laughs> totally. Totally. Well, um, you know, the really cool thing that we're doing right now is we're we're pushing out 2021 sessions onto our YouTube page. Um, so if you go over to YouTube and check out Women's Craft Fermentation Alliance, we're uploading all of the sessions from last year's summit um, in the run up to the 2022 launch of this year's. Um, so you can certainly go and check them out yourself. Um, one that was super, that's the most popular one over on the YouTube channel. And I know Christina, this one's going to talk to you, um, was Teresa McCullough doing, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, beer history is women's history. Um, and it was a really fascinating conversation that she had with tons of great, um, examples of women in, in beer advertising over the years and the way that's changed and what roles that are shown as being, you know, not the beer drinkers, but the beer servers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and that was a really, really comprehensive and great talk. And of course, she's the curator of the um, homebrew uh, thing that they have there at the Smithsonian Institute. So she mm-hmm. really knows her stuff um, and yeah. has done a lot of really great research. So we're really nice. It's really great to have Christina coming on to do her talk, um, yes. knowing how popular the history was last year. Um, but we had our keynote speaker was Julia Hers. Um, she is actually going to keynote again this year because she has been uh, named the executive director of the American Homebrewers Association. But she really kicked it off in a way that just got us all really pumped up um, she's got a lot of energy and that was wonderful. And then we had our interactive sessions where we had hop science from BSG, 
Um, and they actually sent out a couple packets of hops to all of the attendees via the boxes. And so you got to put them in your hand and do the whole, you know, shake them around, give them a smell. And you're listening to a true hop scientist talk about what it is that you're experiencing, mm-hmm. which is a, a very cool thing. And actually the national honey board did a full presentation and they sent out, it was amazing. It was mm-hmm. a three pack of two ounce bottles of three different honeys. Um, cool. I think you had clover, orange blossom and buckwheat. And then they went through kind of how each of them are made, the differences in them, you know, mm-hmm. how you can use them in your fermentations and stuff. And that was, that was a really great session. That one's up on the YouTube channel now as well. Mm-hmm. Can you actually can talk going, a bit about so much? <laughs> Just going to circle back and ask you about the boxes. Can you tell us a bit more about the boxes? We have- I'm going to give this to Melissa because okay. she's super passionate about that. Yeah, that was her thing. <laughs> well, it, when we first started bringing this all together and figuring out what we wanted to do, I wanted to figure out a way to make it interactive and a little bit more interesting for people that are just sitting there staring at their computer mm-hmm. watching all of this. Yes, it's awesome, but we could make it even better by making it a little more interactive. And so what I did is I, I asked like our, our hop scientists, you know, to give us the hop brands that we were going to be using. And at that last year, we had another sponsor who supplied all of those for us. And we were able to put these interactive boxes together for the first 300 U S attendees that uh, paid their, their admin, their, um, their entry fees. And so, and then also on top of that in there, we had like the, um, the malts for the malt talk and we had judging sheets for the, the BJCP judging course. And also the sensory talk, we had the paperwork for that. Oh my gosh, we had a water report in there. Uh, tons, a lot of our sponsors threw in all kinds of different swag for everybody and stickers and all of that. And, and then there was honey for a hundred of the boxes. Amoretti supplied some of their extracts for, uh, for the boxes. It was really exciting. And so that was our, honestly our biggest expense last year. It was kind of funny. And there was a, a couple of people that were kind of like, mm, I'm like, oh yes, we're doing this. This is happening. And, and it was quite the production getting them all put together and so we're all a little bit like a little bit of PTSD I was like oh my gosh we're doing this again okay let's do it and so all of the the gear is starting to float in for this year's boxes and we're really excited and this year we'll have the malt again and the hops and uh, a water report from John Palmer will be in there and um, just there's a lot going on it's just it's it's a really cool kind of a thing so and it's pretty unique so yeah I was gonna say it's incredibly unique and I think it's really awesome especially like we were all in lockdown and we couldn't go anywhere and to to have something that's not only online where you can talk to people but you can kind of interact with the material Mm -hmm. that they're talking about in a time of isolation it's a way to kind of you you were talking before about making that community even virtually really forging that community and I think that that's such a great idea just really cool we're going to try a little harder to, it's, it's so complicated to, to, to mail anything like that overseas. So we, at this point had to keep it to us attendees, but we're going to try to get some um, of our sponsors who are overseas to maybe send out some things to our, to our European uh, attendees so that they're not left out. Cause I don't feel really good about that, but I also know we just can't send them. And so right. that makes me sad. And so we really want to try to, to try to expand that. And would the majority of the people attending the summit um, be in their homes, um, 
live or do you have people that are in far away time zones that maybe can't make it or my goodness how many how many different countries are we representing this year so far michelle uh well as far as speakers i think we have six different countries last year we had 10 different countries represented for attendees and yeah we had folks in japan new zealand australia lots in south america on the homebrew whole kind of movement there is really blowing up which is awesome to see of course tons in the uk canada us um but yeah to speak to erica i think a lot of people tuned in live um and i would suggest that if you are going to watch the summit if you are going to buy the ticket at least try to excuse me try to get to a couple live because it really is like Christina's saying that was really where the community where you really saw it and felt it. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I mean, I know that it was 2021. So we were all pandemic weary. We had all been inside and isolated. Um, so, you know, any kind of engagement was even more, you know, joyous, but really just, I mean, within the first couple hours of the summit, you could just hear it in people's chats, like the chat because crowdcast has a chat feature just flying. Oh my God, I didn't realize there were so many women who were into this. And I thought I was the only one. And, you know, cause you've got hubs like on, you know, in Portland and San Diego and Denver and these, you know, big beer places, but you've got homebrewers that are in the rural areas and the really smaller regions, you know, and they don't have that physical community, mm-hmm. um, especially as women. And um, it was just really cool to see how jubilated everybody was and how it just pumped everyone up. I mean, I know I was buzzing the entire time, mm-hmm. but just how miraculous it was to, to be experiencing all these folks together. And we were throwing, people were throwing their IGs in the chat and their emails and like, oh my gosh, you're near me. Let's get together and do a brew day. Um, <clears throat> so it was really yeah. cool to see folks coming together that way. Mm-hmm. And I suppose so- it was like a connection both professionally and socially. So some yes. of them might yeah. be friends and have stayed in touch. And I know that's definitely the case with our podcast and our society. You know, some of the women that I've been chatting to live right here in Dublin, but I've never met them in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as far as Dublin, as far as Ireland, it'd be like starting at 4 p.m. at night, you know, so you could watch several, several sessions each day before it was time to go, you know, go to bed. And then you could you know, always watch the recorded sessions after that. So, yeah. Or just drink beer and stay up till midnight and watch the, you know, watch the summit. Right? I mean, hello. We're not 85 year old grannies here. We can, we can endure. Not dead yet. <laughs> so, and then this year, it's we're pretty excited. It came up from uh, the LA Brew, which is out of out of California, out of Los Angeles. They kind of um, were the seed for what we are also coming up with this year, which is our watch parties. So, if you have a group who actually want to watch it together, we have the option of doing that, and that's on the web page. You can get more information about that. We're asking for like. If you're a home group, we're asking for people to buy like four tickets and then maybe charge like a sliding scale towards um, entry. And then what we want you to do is donate that money towards Lifting Lucy, which is a really cool organization that that helps um, helps people get to uh, beer events throughout the throughout the country. And um, so that's a really cool thing. And then if you're a brewery that you would like to host, we're asking you to pay a $200 entry fee in order to 
post it. And then once you've recouped it, recouped your $200 through asking for donations, then we'd ask you to uh, donate whatever proceeds are are left over to the Lifting Mm -hmm. Lucy Foundation as well. So, yeah. And what are the dates this year? 20, April 23rd and 24th is the meet of the sessions. We will be putting together a couple of happy hours that are going to be happening happening in the middle of the night for you. But <laughs> we have um, one podcaster who's going to be hosting one, and then also Julia Hers, the executive director of American Homebrew Association, will be hosting the other one. And then the core team of um, of our Women's International Beer Summit will be making appearances on those as well that Friday, the 22nd. Yeah, we you- wanted to expand it a little bit, you know, and, mm. and do a little bit something that we hadn't done last year. Um, and that's where we kind of came up with the happy hours. So we're still kind of working on the logistics of how that's going to work out. But um, likely it's going to be uh, some like kind of giveaways on on Instagram. Like if you're interested in joining, you know, like hit us up and, and we'll randomly pick, you know, 15 people or we might have a RSVP form on the website. Um, so the Julia hers one, you know, with the executive director of the homebrewers association, she's just come in this year and she's very much like, I want to talk to homebrewers. I want to know what can we do? What do you need? What kind of support? What do you want to see from us? Um, so I think it's a really great opportunity for a bunch of, uh, you know, folks to get in front of her and, and be able to one, you know, one-on-one give, information and really talk to the structure behind the AHA and let them know what they're what they're thinking about and what they need and that's a great opportunity Mm -hmm. and what is that website or what socials are you on yeah totally um our website is wcfa.beer that's the initials for the Women's Craft Fermentation Alliance um, which came around after last year's summit was so wildly successful uh, we'd actually utilized uh, my home brew club here in Oregon, the Oregon Brew Crew. They're a 501c3. So we were able to utilize their 501c3 for our sponsors and all that good stuff to get their benefits of donating. Um, but after the summit, we we're like, we need to, this is going to grow. This is going to go mm-hmm. somewhere. We want this to be all ours. So mm-hmm. we started the WCFA. So yeah, WCFA.beer. Um, there's a link right there in the menu to the beer summit um you can check out everything you need the speakers are up there the um, sessions check out our sponsors um and then our instagram is women's international beer summit um with the initials intl for women's international right intl Mm -hmm. beer summit Mm -hmm. um and then like i said before the youtube channel the women's craft fermentation alliance um, yeah, so you definitely want to keep an eye on the Instagram because Grainfather is our presenting sponsor. And I do want to say that this week we're going to be doing a giveaway for a G30, one of their all-in-one brew systems. It retails at $899. I have one. I absolutely love it. Um, so keep your ears and eyes out on that because we're going to be doing that probably this next week. Um, and if you've always wanted to get into electric brewing, this is your chance. Or if you've got one and you want to upgrade, I mean, it's Bluetooth. It's got all the, all the really cool bells and whistles. <laughs> and then they're, they're so generous. They also gave us a G40 to donate, which is their uh, 10 gallon system. We're going to be doing that during the summit. Um, wow. They gave us the conical fermenter to give away, like oh, one of their wow. really cool conical fermenters. That's going to be another Instagram giveaway. And then a glycol chiller unit. 
they gave us also oh, nice. so <laughs> all paid yeah if, if you buy a ticket to the summit you are eligible for that glycol chiller um we'll be announcing the winners of that at the end of the summit so some really really fun toys you can get your hands on Christmas <laughs> grandfather. So yeah. This is some nice, some nice. I shit. know. <laughs> I know. Right. We had, we had one G30 to give away last year and we were so stoked about it. Um, mm-hmm. When they came at us with all of this, we were just like, oh, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. You guys are awesome. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Right. Now, Melissa, I think I saw a cat in the background. Is there anyone you'd like to introduce? Where'd he go? I'll, I'll start. Um, he's, I'll go. Would you like me to go grab him? Yeah, we, we love to see pets okay, here. I will grab him for you. And um, nice. what is the individual cost um, to attend? Yeah, totally. Yeah, right now, ticket sales went on March 1st. We're in the early bird phase right now. Uh, so you can pick up all of this and more for $40 um $40 US and once March 15th is done we're going to roll into our standard ticket prices which is 50. Okay. Such a great deal. Yeah. There's the kitty. Oh, Hello. we're now looking at this beautiful, absolutely stunning cat of Melissa's. <laughs> this this is Kitty. We just call him Kitty. Um he's probably about 22 pounds. He's a part Maine Coon. He's a he's my Ooh. house kitty. Yep. He came to me as a foster and he got to stay. So his family couldn't take him back. And so he's kid. He's my kitty now. So very nice. 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 (laughs) A little bit annoyed. I usually have a, I usually have a brown dog laying right about there in that chair right there. Just like draped over the the back, looking out the window, but (laughs) (laughs) sleeping on the couch, I think instead. My dog is banned from recording sessions because he would have crawled up on the chair and he would be here in my face um, the entire time. So I would have no makeup on the whatever side of the chair he's sitting on because he would have licked it off. So yeah, no, no, no doggo from my recording session. Yeah, it's funny with the whole work from home Zoom thing. We've all gotten to know each other's animals a lot better because, you know, yeah. especially the cats. They're just yeah. like, oh, I'm walking right through here. Like, you yeah. really can't have a Zoom. Yeah. It's not Zoom unless one cat makes an appearance. That's for sure. <laughs> when Michelle and I have uh, meetings, there's usually, yeah, usually the dog butt and then there's a tail going as it looks out the window. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have, have the two of you ever met in person? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I just came, uh, Shebrew just had their uh, competition uh, last weekend and I flew up for the competition and to see the Crystal and Michelle and uh, Vicky came up with me and we uh, went to dinner together and kind of celebrated what we're creating. And it's, it's been, this week has been pretty special. We received the Trailblazer Award from Athletic Brewing oh, and awesome. uh, we've also uh, received the uh, Brewers Association a grant, uh, grant for diversity, equity and inclusion. And it's just, I just, we're also in the trenches with our heads down right now, trying to get this project off the ground and to be sure that it's absolutely perfect. And I, I finally, this week I sent out a text and I just said, Hey, get your head out of the trench for a second. Let's just take a breath and think about what we've done. And I kind of mm-hmm. named off, you know, it's like, we got the trailblazer award. We have a grant from the Brewers Association. You know, it's just like, think about what we've created here and just sit in it for a second. You know, it's like, this is what we're doing and this is amazing. And let's, let's just breathe here for a second. Okay. Back to work. You know, but it's just, we all needed that minute because all of us are just so 
into it right now. And it's like, because I have a few things with the sessions that I still need to get straightened out. And this watch party idea, we want to be sure that there's check-ins for those watch parties. So figuring out where they go in the sessions and, and we want to add a couple more people. And so I'm getting those invites out. And so, but we just needed that minute to just, you know, and Michelle is just, you know, over her head and in, in web design and that kind of thing for us right now. And then the tickets are start are live. And so they're, you know, they're being sold. And so we got to keep track of that. And Crystal's got her, her crowdcast team to, you know, take care of. And so, but yeah, it's, it's pretty special. And I'm pretty proud of it. Well, congratulations so. on those amazing awards. Like that is a yeah. huge congratulations. Thank you, Thank oh, you very was, much. Yeah. And the other piece is, is people are now coming to us. Can we please be invited to speak? And, and it's like, <laughs> oh my, okay. Yes, you can. Let's talk. <laughs> you know? and, and so it's like, oh, we are getting some recognition here. And that's just like so amazing and just so awe-inspiring. So we're, we're happy. We're a, an amazing team together. Yeah, we really want to you know, we started out, like Melissa said last year, just like, okay, what can we do? And so luckily she was able to utilize all those connections and um, relationships she's made in the industry to find people to come and give us their time and their content, you know, generously on a volunteer basis. I mean, we're all 100% volunteers. Um, You know, we do have a budget this year, um, somewhat, but (laughs) we're still volunteering our all of our time behind the scenes for sure. And we very much want to hopefully next year be able to open it up to submissions, speaker submissions, because, you know, Mm -hmm. we've seen like the stories of wonderful women out there and wonderful non-binary folks that are doing a great work, but I guarantee you there's so many out there that we haven't heard of. And so we want to give them the opportunity to come and show themselves and, you know, and say, Hey, I've got something to say too. And say, okay, absolutely. Like, come on in, you know, we want to be able to be welcoming Mm -hmm. to all voices, all perspectives out there. Um, And we're real proud of the diversity that we've really worked hard on this year in fostering. Um, We have the Mujeres Brew House, Brew Club. Uh, Mujeres Brew House, actually, they started as a Latina women's beer appreciation group down in San Diego. Um, And they've since launched their own beer bar and their own brewery, Border Crossing Brewery. Um, Super inspirational. And Las Bruce Sisters out of Argentina, which are a bunch of uh, scientists, like they work in commercial science, some of them work in e-science, but they've come together recently and are really breaking down the doors to women in home brewing, women in commercial brewing, which is, it's a pretty male dominated society over there, they were telling us, and they're not, they do not feel welcomed at all in those spaces and they've come together and they are, they're pushing hard and they're doing amazing things. Uh, we are featuring a South African brewer. Um, of course the brewery that just reopened that opened recently in Rwanda via crowdfunding. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, we're really excited to have a lot of different voices being heard a lot of different perspectives you know we really want to elevate those yes women as a whole are a underrepresented group in the beer industry absolutely but bywalk people are even far more so so we really feel like if we can push their stories forward and get their stories heard and get them acceptance then we're all coming along with them as a result right. of that yeah mm-hmm. our, our feminism will be intersectional or it will be bullshit 
Absolutely. I I think it's so important that you're creating such a safe and comfortable Mm -hmm. space to have these conversations. And it sounds like the summit has really grown and developed just in this last year. So way to go on that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we, uh, we had an equity in the workplace panel last year um, with Patrice Palmer, who is a diversity and equity um, professor in Colorado and she roundtabled a discussion about, you know, kind of equity issues in the workplace. And this was end of April, 2021. Two weeks. Two weeks and before. yeah. And the whole Brienne, you know, um, at rad magnet Instagram, you know, thing, I'm sure y'all are aware, uh, mm-hmm. blew up just about three weeks after that. Um, so, you know, while our summit is not exclusively about that, one of the main tenets of the summit is to have women come in and talk about what they do. Mm-hmm. and what they know best and what they love rather than being a woman in the profession because so often that's the tact people want them to take a lot of our speakers gave us big props for that last year like it's just so nice to be able to come in and share my expertise and not mm-hmm. my experience as a woman mm-hmm. but of course in light of everything that's happening and how important it is to continue to have those conversations and to really bring this stuff into the light we do have i think about four or five different sessions this year that are going to be focusing on you know, women in the industry, what has happened, what needs to happen. We have Brianne Allen and Ash Elliott talking women of the evolution, brave Mm -hmm. noise. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we've got Jen Blair uh, under the Jen fluence. She's going to be spearheading a pretty diverse panel talking about, you know, challenges in the industry and stuff like that. So we're not shying away from that this year. It's not the main focus because, you know, like I said, our main mission is to really learn skills, hear people's stories, be inspired. Um, But we can't overlook that. And we shouldn't, you know, we need to talk about this and keep talking about it. So we Mm -hmm. will be doing that. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I think, I think what you're doing is incredible. Well, I know what you're doing is incredibly important and I really appreciate uh, you both coming on and talking about the Women's International Beer Summit. And I cannot wait. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. I'm so excited. Uh, anything, anything, last question, Erica, anything you want to add? Uh, no, I just want to say we're really grateful for your time. And sounds like you have a lot on your plate, but it's very rewarding as well as challenging. And it'll be something that'll be here for a long time to come mm-hmm. thank you we're really proud and of you it. guys should not miss christina's talk which has got right? one of the best names the absolute yeah. best names <laughs> a nun a nun a druid and a goddess walk into a brewery like come on now yeah it's highlighting the first chapter in her book that's hopefully coming out soon we're all so excited for it i've really? been anticipating your book for like a year and a half now since i've heard about it so <laughs> I've been anticipating my book for five years. I can't wait to be done. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, hopefully it'll feel nice getting that first chapter out there and into the, you know, into the ethos. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. So thank you well, for doing that. Well, I challenge you to have it done by the 2023 summit so that we can put a link on our website for you and start passing out those books. Oh, that would be, that would be amazing. We that would be that. amazing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I will have hopefully one of them out by then. There should be at Excellent. least one book Excellent. done by then. 
And also so, we'll be, we'll give me, be giving you two tickets to give away to your listeners as well. As oh, long that's as incredible. Along Thank with, you so much. Uh, it's so generous. Uh-huh, along with, you know, invites for yourself and, and both of you. So mm-hmm. thanks very much. Well, we'll definitely have to do a watch party of some kind yeah. here because oh, I, I think so. that idea is so cool. <laughs> oh, I know. I think we, just, we definitely get the podcast together for a watch party. I love that. I love that idea. I think that's so great I do to be too. able to it do. Just, it just speaks to my heart with the connection. This is what, that's what the goal was all along. So, and also, you know, the last little thing is like, when we first started getting the speakers, I had like this whole little list of questions, like what, like Michelle was saying, I want to know who you are, not just that you're a woman in brewing. It's like, who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? How did you get where you are? Why, you know, what's your passion? What's next? And then also, what would you tell your younger self to get there a little bit quicker? And that's mm-hmm. the questions that I ask them all to consider and, and kind of add into their, their talk so that just so that those people that are looking for those goals and reaching for their goals, they can kind of think about that and listen to what, what each speaker has to say about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Yeah. What, what would you do to get where you are quicker? That's a great question. <laughs> Yep. A very good so, question. That's part of your talk as well. <laughs> oh boy! I'm prepared for that. <laughs> right <Yeah>. faster. <laughs> right, <you> know, yes. <laughs> start sooner. <laughs> Realize you're not writing a thesis, Christina. Yeah, oh, and make boy. more notes along the way. That's what mm-hmm. I need to do. Ah, yes. There's so many amazing people out there, and we, you know, we meet them every day, and I love to hear their stories, and I want to make more notes for that, just for myself. So. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So we will post all of your socials in the show notes, um, people that are listening. So you can check them out there make sure to follow them and definitely check out the summit for yourselves. And yeah, I think the beer ladies, we're going to try to maybe organize a watch party. So keep, keep out for that. And I just want to say thank you so much again to Melissa and Michelle for coming on the podcast. It was amazing. Thank you so much for coming. Um, Cheers and uh, cheers. Bye. Thanks, y'all. <clears throat> Pleasure meeting you. Slancha, slancha. <laughs>
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.